Welcome to Christian Medical and Dental Association's Chapel. We trust this message will encourage your walk with the Lord. I decided to go ahead and wrap up a chapel series that I started early this year on the awe of God. And so I was listening to your prayer, Terry, and uh, your prayer is a nice segue to the scripture that I have up on the screen. It's a psalm uh, that I think I memorized it because it's kind of cool that uh, a reference could be have four ones in it, Psalm 111 verse 1. Um, but it really, it finishes up with a line that is going to, that I want to segue into this final concluding fifth chapel on the awesome nature of God, appreciating the awesome nature of God. And so from Psalm 111, I'm gonna read just the first four verses there. I'm sorry, it, didn't, it doesn't show up real well on the screen. Uh, but praise the Lord, I will thank the Lord with all my heart as I meet with his godly people. How amazing are the deeds of the Lord. All who delight in him, there's a few people like that in the room, all who delight in him should ponder them. Everything he does reveals his glory and majesty. His righteousness never fails. This next phrase I really like a lot. He causes us to remember his wonderful works. We are so dependent upon him giving us reminders of what he does. How gracious and merciful. He causes us to remember, his righteousness never fails. He causes us to remember his wonderful works. How gracious and merciful is our God. Now fast forward to verse 9, a real preview of what's coming in the new covenant. He has paid a full ransom for his people. He has remembered or guaranteed his covenant with them forever. And then finally the line that's going to segue into this whole series. What a awe-inspiring name he has. What an awe-inspiring name he has. So, anybody recognize this face? I see a few smiles. Anybody? Paul doesn't know, have any clue who this is. So, anybody else know who this is? Tony Evans, who just coincidentally, I think it's our Thursday evening speaker at our national convention this next year. And I know Dave Stevens is very excited because he really, really loves Tony Evans. About two years ago, I shared about one of the names of God, and I bought this book not knowing that Tony was going to be our opening speaker in this next spring's national convention. But I bought this book, The Power of God's Names. Yeah, this is uh, Tony Evans who will be our keynote speaker. So, uh, and I realized that uh, I could have gone backwards to the three or four previous chapels I'd done, and used some of the information in Tony's book, The Power of God's Names, for some of the previous uh, titles. Experiencing the awe of God's nature is how we started this. Experiencing the awe of God's presence, and honestly, I've not seen this name of God before, but Jehovah Shammah, the Lord who is there. There's also El Roy. Anybody ever heard of El Roy? Um, God, here's God who sees. I think it was with um, uh, Hagar. Thank you, Hagar. God saw her in the midst of the wilderness. But Jehovah Shammah, the Lord who is there. Psalm 139. And remember, you remember this, this little jar that I showed you? I uh, went down to the horseshoe pit down here at CMDA and got some sand. Did a few calculations online, a little, a little artificial intelligence to help my limited intelligence to figure out. <clears throat> I think it was 45 million grains of sand, I estimated. 
Scott Ledford was way off base. How precious are your thoughts? He's on vacation. He can't defend himself. How precious are your thoughts about me, O God? They cannot be numbered. I can't even count them. They outnumber the grains of sand in the whole world. And when I wake up, you are still with me. Experiencing the awe of God's passion uh, was the next uh, thing we talked about together. Another name of God that I've never heard before, Yahweh Rahum, Rahum. And I just, I'll just have to say thank you to ChatGPT. My daughters have been introducing me, uh, including my daughter who's in college, to ChatGPT. I mean, you just can have any question in the world answered and get a nice little thing answered. So I just asked ChatGPT, is there a Hebrew name for God's love or mercy or passion? Boom! Nice whole page about Yahweh Rahum, the Lord, the compassionate or merciful one. And by the way... um, if you haven't heard Trisha's interview with Bill Reichert on the passion of Christ, the suffering of Christ from the perspective of an emergency room doc, I'd recommend you listen to that uh, um, Student Pulse podcast. So if there can only be one good response to God's amazing love. This is how God showed His love among us, John tells us. He sent His one and only Son into the world that we might live through Him. This is love, not that we love God, but that He loved us and sent his son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. Dear friends, since God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. And then uh, the final uh, before today, experiencing the awe of God's power, El Shaddai, God Almighty. And I shared with you the scripture from Ephesians 3, 20 and 21. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or think, according to his power that is at work within us. To him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. Amen. So today, final part, so God's presence, um, his passion, his power, and today God's provision. And I love this scene from The Chosen. I love that little scene in The Chosen where the fish, they did the computer graphics and the fish appear in the net. So I use that as my backdrop uh, here today. And how much joy came on the face of Peter and James and John and Andrew when they got that catch of fish. So a little quiz today for each one of you. God, our provider, and this is, I know this is pretty easy for for probably most of you. God, our provider, which of the following names means God, our provider, uh, or who will provide? Is it Elohim? Is it Jehovah Rapha? Is it Jehovah Nisi? Is it Jehovah Jireh? Is it Jehovah Zidkenu? I don't know, Bert, if I'm pronouncing that right or not, but, or is it Adonai? So, um, How many votes for Elohim? Okay, how many votes for Rafa? Nisi? Jire? A few hands went up. Okay, most hands went up. Sidkenu? Anybody want to buck the trend? And how about Adonai? Okay, so Elohim is the first name of God we find in the Bible in Genesis 1. It means God of creation, God of Israel. Jehovah Rapha is the Lord our healer, and that's in Exodus 15 after a couple of things happened to the children of Israel in the desert. Jehovah Nisi, which by the way is very akin to our theme for the national convention this year, raising his banner, raising his flag, raising his banner from Exodus 17. 
And then there it is, you all got it right, the Lord will provide from Genesis 22, and hang on to that reference, 22.14. Jehovah Sidkenu is the Lord our righteousness from Jeremiah 23.6, and Adonai is all about God's sovereignty and His ownership and His master, Lord, master, sovereign. Um, In Psalm 50, verse 10, Carol, that's where that verse is, that old song that I told you we might sing today, but we're not going to sing it. He owns the cattle on a thousand hills. Psalm 50, verse 10, he is ownership, all of it's his. Every, that great um, um, statesman from the Netherlands who said, there's not one square inch in all of the cosmos that doesn't belong to God. So, from Genesis 22, you all know the story. Um, It's a very familiar one. Uh, if you've spent any time in church at all, even if you're a recent Christian, uh, you probably heard this story, incredible story. And uh, I'm not necessarily going to take all the time this morning to have us read through the entire passage, but you know that God asked Abraham to do something. As I've been thinking over this whole request that God gave to Abraham and to think about, I mean, I've got a son, my firstborn son. Um, And to think about some events in our country, even in our region that have happened recently, and how parents have responded uh, to their kids. Um, There's some verbs that Tony Evans points out in this passage that are really important that should not be missed. Oops, somehow they didn't show up. Um, In Genesis 22, there are some verbs like... Abraham got up early, he got wood, he got a flame, uh, he went. What we don't read is that he let Sarah know what was going on. If he had had let Sarah, she probably would have gathered the family uh, together, the relatives of Abraham, and committed him to uh, an insane uh, institution for being off mental and demented because he was an old guy at the time, uh, but went to Mount Moriah and put Isaac on that altar. And it was in this setting that we, this is the time uh, that we find the word for name for God of Jehovah uh, Jireh, my provider, because of that ram that was caught in the thicket. And what an incredible, incredible preview, a preview of what God the Father would do in sending His own Son for us. So, he will provide, and interesting about the word, Hebrew word, uh, jireh or jireh, uh, the root of it is actually to see. And I don't know how this works with languages, but to, to, to see is at its root. And in English, if you think about the word that we've come up with it, to provide or provision, it also has at its root is to see, right? If you look at provide, just add an O to vide, and you get video, video. So, to see in advance, to provide, or pro, it's even easier to see with provision or provisional is a scene before. And Tony Evans points out with this name that um, God, because He is timeless, he's, he, is, he was there at the beginning, He's there in the middle, He's there at the end, and He's beyond those time frames. He already knew 
it, it, the passage tells us that uh, obviously God knew what Abraham was going to do. He knew that Abraham was going to be obedient. And yet in that passage, um, I think it might be in verse 14, the angel of the Lord says, now I know that you fear me. It's an interesting thing for the angel of the Lord to say that now I know that you fear me. When God knows everything, He knows it before it happens. But we serve a God who wants to experience us. And to me, as I was thinking about that this morning, it is so humbling that the God of this universe wants to experience us. Henry Blackaby, we all know the book, Experiencing God, that we want to experience God, but God wants to experience us. It's not just knowledge, a knowledge of what we're going to do uh, in the future, what the future holds. He knows without a doubt because He's there, already there in our future. Uh, he's, he's eternal. But He wants to experience. He inhabits our praises. So he knows that we're going to praise him. He knows the, what our hearts are like, but he actually wants to inhabit and reside in our praises. And so God, our God has, is an emotional God. He, he uh, has all the whole range uh, of emotions, including hate, but this obedience on the part of Abraham moved Jehovah. It, it moved him, and, and so I now know um, that I now know I have experienced what I knew was going to happen uh, with Abraham. And then Abraham, in God's provision, um, the Lamb of God, in uh, Jesus told the Jews in John 8:56, "Your father, Abraham, rejoiced at the thought of seeing my day. He saw it. So Abraham saw the provision of Jehovah for us. He saw the coming of Christ and the Lamb. He saw it and was glad. And Paul tells us in Philippians 4.19, And my God will meet all your needs according to the riches of His glory in Christ Jesus. I wonder how... I've just been thinking about and praying about how to challenge myself and thinking about uh, the awe of God's provision. And so in my career, uh, a career of walking by faith with Pam, uh, we, from year to year, um, we didn't get a salary unless God's, God's people gave to us as missionaries. And so often, you know, it's easy for me as a, as a former missionary to think about God's provision in terms of cash, people giving money to support us. And, and we had to live in that reality for, for over 20, 25 years. And yet, as I think back, sometimes it, it was the stuff that goes beyond cash uh, that when I look back on, on my career that just absolutely blows me away of God's provision. And I can't remember if I told this story in chapel before. Um, uh, and, and stop me if I've told this story before, uh, especially recently in this series. just shows maybe I'm getting a little old and demented if I have. But my, my wife and I had only been in Kenya for just a few months. And uh, I was asked, probably too early, to go represent the hospital uh, to talk about what was happening at our mission hospital in the churches, in the national churches in Kenya. So I was asked to go to actually one of the largest churches within the Africa Gospel Church about three hours away, I had just figured out how to drive a stick shift. Um, have I told this story before? Okay. 
I just figured out how to drive a stick shift, and I was so proud of myself uh, that I was driving this old Toyota Hilux. These things are really tall, and this one also had a rack on top, was really top-heavy, um, and we found out later that these, uh, these were kind of taken off the market because they were so top-heavy that they would roll, so easily roll. But anyway, I was driving this Hilux, and, and uh, it, was, it belonged to another missionary, and uh, he gave me permission to drive this when we were asked to go present the hospital and only in my third month in Kenya about what was happening at Timok Hospital. So we drove through the Nandi Hills um, and going to Eldoret, Kenya, it was all up, 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 up. Uh, and those of you who, most of you have probably driven a stick, or the, if, if you haven't, I can just tell you, going uphill is a lot easier than going downhill, which is what I learned on my way back from Eldoret, Kenya. So. I just, I didn't know enough. I had driven a stick before in central Indiana. Who can't drive a stick, a stick shift in central Indiana? You guys, we did our national convention there. It is flat, a little bit like Kansas. So anybody can drive a stick. I had never driven a stick in mountains before. And I was on my way back in fifth gear riding the brakes. I did not know that I was boiling the hydraulic fluid in the brake lines going down the Nandi Hills. And uh, just... You know, it was a little bit scary, extremely uh, 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 curvy road, more than hairpin. I mean, incredible tight turns as we were going down the mountains. And as I got about a third of the halfway down, I put my foot down on the brake, and there was nothing, absolutely nothing. And we get, went faster and faster, and I said, Pam, I've lost, I, I, there's, I can't stop, I can't stop, I can't stop. We got closer, closer and closer. My two small children are in the back seat, a three-year-old and a one-year-old, um, and I just, I panicked. I panicked. I, I, I didn't know what to do. I said, we're going to go over, and it, it was a five or six, 7,000 feet drop-off, and I panicked, and the Holy Spirit took my wife's hand, I, to this day, I know it's true. He took my wife's hand because my wife is not that keen on these kind of things. My wife is not, even to this day, she looks back, she said, that, that, that was not me. She reached over, she saw the emergency brake, she reached over and she grabbed and pulled and we lurched and slowed down enough that I could make the turn at the last second and I pulled around and pulled into some grass just aside the mountain, the grass, and we sat there and allowed our brake lines to cool off. And I just started to, just to shake like this and just kind of just weeping. I'm like, you saved our lives. You saved our lives. And, she's, and she just said, it just seemed like that was the thing I was supposed to do. She's never pulled the emergency brake in her life since then. She had never pulled an emergency brake in her life before then. But she did on that day. And so when I think about Jehovah Jireh, my provider, he provided for my needs on that day so that we didn't go toppling down a mountain in only her third month in Kenya. And I have a feeling that each one of you can think of days and moments in your life, situations where God showed up and provided for all of your needs according to His glorious riches uh, in Christ because that is who He is. And I, as I'll go back to that psalm. He causes us to remember His wonderful works his God sightings, if you will, uh, when he shows up in our lives and takes care of us, provides for material needs. <clears throat> um, I wanted to just uh, finish this chapel this morning, um, which will probably be the earliest finish ever for me giving a chapel. 
by showing a picture that if, <clears throat> please don't tell my son I showed this picture. Um, this was from Sunday, just a couple of days ago. Um, and uh, he's got a tiara on his head because it was my oldest daughter. He came for our oldest daughter, Melody's 28th birthday, and he, he, he got her tiara from, from Melody and, and put it on his head. Um, and this is our granddaughter, Blakely, who turns two next week. And there's a psalm that uh, I think is a really powerful psalm. Again, if you like to memorize and you want to say, I got a whole chapter of psalms, Psalm 131 is one of those psalms. It's only three verses. And I love memory tricks, and so the way I remember this psalm is that it's Psalm 131, verses 1, 2, 3. Psalm 131, verses 1, 2, 3. And it has to do with 1 to 3-year-olds. It has to do with 1 to 3-year-olds. Psalm 131, verses 1, 2, 3. And my daughter is right, my granddaughter is right in the middle of there. Blakely is almost two next week. And the psalm goes like this, Lord, my heart is not proud. My eyes are not haughty. I don't, and, and just look at the eyes of this little one up here. My eyes are not haughty. I don't concern myself with matters too great or too awesome for me to grasp. Instead, I have calmed myself like a weaned child who no longer cries for its mother's milk. Yes, like a weaned child is my soul within me. Those are the first two verses. And then what's the point of the psalm is verse 3. Oh, Israel. Oh, Emily. Oh, Bert, Abby, Sandy, Mandy. Oh, George. Any, Wayne, all of you. Oh, Mike. O-C-M-D-A. Put your trust in the Lord both now and always. Put your trust in the Lord now and always. Like a weaned child from the age of one to three who no longer cries for its mother's milk. And so I, I took the upper picture is there because Blakely just seemed so content trusting her dad that everything was okay. She had an apple. She's the apple of his eye. Um, so content. And that's how God wants us to behave that we just... I don't concern, we don't concern ourselves with matters too great or too awesome for us to even grasp. We can be in awe of God, um, but we don't need to concern ourselves too much with matters that go beyond our understanding. So would you um, think about that psalm today? Maybe think about memorizing that psalm. Oh, CMDA, put your trust in the Lord both now and always and be in awe, and just take the next few minutes, if you would, just to reflect and allow the Holy Spirit to cause you to remember in your life specifically um, His wonderful works uh, in your life, and be in awe, in awe of what He has done for you, and I will be for me. Let's, let's pray. Let's quietly pray. Oh, Heavenly Father, thank you today uh, for this time of reflection. I thank you for your awesome nature. And I realize that we only, I only scratch the surface, Heavenly Father, of understanding you and your nature, uh, how you are infinite and eternal and self-sustaining and omnipresent. Lord, if you clothe the grass of the field, which is here today and it's gone tomorrow and you feed the birds of the air. Um, you're so much more 
inclined and motivated to take care of our needs because you created us in your image. And so help each one of us today as we go back to our tasks, the, the work, the, the privileged work that you've given us to do. Heavenly Father, cause us to remember, cause each one in this room to remember your wonderful deeds as we approach this Thanksgiving season. Fill our hearts with gratitude uh, over the way that you've behaved in our lives and shown yourself to be trustworthy. I pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen.